Hey, hey, folks, how's it going? Cam's here with another episode of Quoth the Camzer. Coming at you today from my living room. Yeah, this is not something I've, I don't even think I've done it ever, actually. The reason I'm doing it today is because I'm recording on a brand new microphone. Yep, I got myself finally copying the great podcasters Leo Laporte and Dan Benjamin. I got myself a Heil PR40 microphone. So I'm sitting here with it on a little desktop stand with a solid cast iron base. No shock mount, so it's on a... I'm sure that will come through. It's on the provided plastic Heil clip that comes with the microphone. And it's champagne coloured. It actually smells like a pair of shoes. Isn't that interesting? It does, it really smells like a pair of shoes, it's nuts. So, yes, as you'll know, the post office is selling and I do have a trade account with strings and things. So before the post office went, I thought to myself, I really should get myself a professional broadcaster's microphone. So that's what I did. I got it for a nice price from strings and things and it's now sitting on my desk. So, what was the reasoning behind that? Well, I've been listening to Dan Benjamin's podcast method podcast. I didn't know about it. He mentioned it on one of his current shows. Either Roderick, no way, what's it called? Roadwork. It must have been Roadwork, because I think that's the only Dan Benjamin podcast I'm currently listening to. So, well, Roadwork or the Patreon feed that, that does a sort of behind-the-scenes listener email-in show, which the Patreon subscribers get a link to. So, in one of those, he mentioned the podcast called The Podcast Method. And I thought, "Mm, what's this? So I checked it out, and I was driving to the mainland to do a photo shoot for So Far Sounds, and I downloaded five, I think, five episodes, and I listened to them all back-to-back in the car, and it's it's like a masterclass in podcasting. It's really, really useful. Actually goes back to 2014. So some of the information might be a little dated, but I don't think so. I think the podcasting kind of hardware and methods don't actually change that much. You know, I'm sure some of the mixers that are around and like he was mentioning a lot, the Zoom H4n, which he then switched on to the Zoom 5, Zoom H5, as a portable recorder. And mixers, he was talking about USB mixers and Firewire rather than Thunderbolt. I think nowadays people would tend to use Thunderbolt. And it's just been a great masterclass in, in gear. He did mention Apollo recording interfaces, and I just sold mine. I had an Apollo 8 quad, a quad-core four-input recording device, which was a fantastic device. And I had it at the post office and bought it, actually, for recording the long wind... Not the long winters. Golly gosh, what what a slip of the tongue. Sorry, John Roderick. I, of course, meant the North Country Winters, which was the bluegrass band I played with, and we made an album. So we recorded in the post office and I got myself an Apollo 8 quad to do that job and do that job it did and it did it very well. I also have at home an Apollo Twin Duo 
and a satellite quad, which gives me another four processors for using those fantastic Universal Audio plugins. So that's what I've been doing, and I put my studio, uh, the Apollo 8P up, not the 8P, the Apollo 8 quad up on eBay, and it sold within like 10 minutes, so I'm guessing I underpriced it a little. Cost me two grand, I sold it for one grand. Hey-ho. But because the post office is having to be cleared out, I thought I would get rid of as much gear as I could. Also, you know, my Freya's tuition fees, my daughter's at Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, and we've got to pay 2000 and a bit in fees. So, you know, we, we need the money. And then, of course, Dan Benjamin goes and mentions these Apollo devices, which he uses as inputs for his various Skype machines. Now, I do do interviews, but thus far, all of my interviews have been face-to-face, i.e. sitting in the room with my interlocutor. I've never done a remote recording, but I think even if I do, it's going to be one-to-one, and my Studio Live 16 mixer by PreSonus will be able to cope with that on discrete tracks in Studio One software. So I think I'm good, you know. I don't think selling it will cause me any problems. And besides which, I do have the Apollo Twin Duo, so if I decide to go down that route, I can do that. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to, is figuring out just hardware, software, etc., And I will have to start thinking a bit more about my studio and making it a little more permanent once I'm home every day and uh, getting my content out a little more or a lot more regularly or a lot more often. I haven't published an acoustic guitar I.O. interview show since, I can't remember now, probably August Yeah, it must have been August. Clive Carroll was the last one I published. And I am sitting on so much great content, particularly after the Ullapool Guitar Festival, which I was at two weekends ago. And it was was an absolutely fantastic experience. And I interviewed, I think, five different lots of interviews. So I've got players. I've got the organiser of the festival. I don't think I interviewed any luthiers at that one. I was intending to interview Nathan Ball, but Nathan kind of, he wasn't in the right the right headspace, let's put it that way. But we did talk a lot, Nathan and I, and we had, you know, some, some great conversations and our friendship was, was consolidated. It, it really was worth going just for that, you know. But yeah, so up until now, I've been working hard on Crofter's content, and even that's beginning to slip a little this past couple of weeks because of the the post office having to be cleared out. And uh, that's going to be going on for another week at least. Next weekend will be my last weekend. And then Monday, Tuesday is the kind of last trading day followed by the audit. And I believe that the rent is paid up until the 31st. So we will be opening after the post office has been taken out and just trying to continue selling all of the stock that we have left over as well as the fixtures and fittings, you know. So it's going to be a crazy week. 
and I'm not sure how much content I'll get done in those in the next couple of weeks. But after that, it's time to start. It's time to buckle down and, and get things done. So it's yeah, it's a strange time. I did record on Monday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday we had a bit of a kind of hiccup in that the employee that I have as a part-timer is supposed to be moving with the post office to the new premises, but the new postmaster was not willing to employ her on the same conditions. So we had to find a way around that. It was a little bit tricky, but we got there in the end. It was in fact, it was more than a little bit tricky. It was actually very stressful. Uh, I'm sure it was stressful for, for them as well, the new postmaster, as well as for the employees. So it's been a difficult time for us all. But I think we've managed to, to get around it. And it all stems from the fact that the current postmaster was given the wrong information by the post office change advisors. So, surprise, surprise, it's all down to Post Office Limited one more time. They've caused us a lot of distress, and I'm actually considering claiming against them. So once the dust has settled a little bit from this and everything is signed and sealed, then I may consider taking some action against them just for the amount of distress that they've put us under through to because of their incorrect information, which they shouldn't have given out because they are not qualified in employment law. So... Why were they giving out information like that? I don't know. So I did record on Tuesday when this was all happening and I was rather stressed, went for a long walk with the dogs and got it onto tape, but I'm not sure whether I should publish that one, mainly because of my headspace that I was in at the time. And although this is a kind of mental health and get things out and, and publish to give me accountability, I'm not sure that there's any value for anyone in posting that particular episode, so I think I'll keep it for for my own purposes, you know, from as my sort of diary content, and not publish it. So I'll make this my well, my first one this week, I think, and we're into Friday. Yeah, it will be. I haven't I haven't recorded this week at all, which is not like me. So it's good to be back, and it's nice to be talking into this microphone. I do have my headphones on, so I'm listening back as I go. It sounds nice in my ears. I have my EQ settings basically at what they were at before. So whatever mic was plugged into channel 3, this is now channel 3 with the new microphone. And we'll see how it sounds on playback, but in the headphones it sounds very good. So it's the end of the October holidays. It's the last day. The kids are back at school on Monday. As I said, this is Friday. The, this is the 18th of October, and yesterday we went to air, yeah. I jumped in the shower about 10, and the night before I'd been looking at keyboards for my PC, and Freya wanted a new keyboard because she's using an old buckling spring one of mine, which has a faulty space bar. And I've been using a Dell that I got from the the local cowp along at the, the recycling centre, they have big containers to take in electronics amongst other household items. And I trawled through the big bucket they have in there and took out a Dell keyboard and brought it home. So I've been using that. I mean, it was in good nick. It was really good nick. It was hardly used from the looks of it. But it was squishy keys and horrible keys. And I've always been a bit of a keyboard nerd. 
You know, the IBM Buckling Spring type of keyboard was always my favourite. And my son got a Razer keyboard for his Christmas last year. And I thought, I really should get myself a nice keyboard. So I did. I jumped in the shower about 10 and thought to myself, when will we be able to go to air and try these keyboards? Because you see, when I took Freya to custom PCs in air to buy her computer that we got her for her birthday, she and I both tried some of the keyboards that were out on the shelf and we both liked a particular one but we couldn't remember what it was. So I was reading about what they had in stock and they did have a bunch of different ones with different switches and I couldn't remember what the switches, the keyboard that we liked, had. So the only way really to try them was to go back to the shop and so that's what we did. So I decided at 10, let's go today, which meant leaving the house at 20 past 10 and both the kids were still in their beds on their devices. So it was like, ah, Hamish, get up, get up, get up, we're going to air. And he was all excited because, well, we're going to a computer shop, right? <laughs> He's my boy. And I said to Freya, do you want a keyboard? She's like, yeah. I said, let's go. So we got out, got the bus into Brodick, got ourselves on the ferry, and we had a fantastic day. We ended up coming home with two keyboards. Mine has cherry red silent switches, and I just love it. I love it to bits already. I've only been using it today. And it's great. Freya got a DAS keyboard with cherry blue switches, so there's a bit more of a click, which is what I would have preferred actually, but because I use my PC in the living room where my wife sits and watches TV and stuff, it just wasn't going to fly. So I had to get myself a quiet one, which meant finding one that was, you know, had a nice feel to it. So here we are. You probably won't hear that much because I'm on the the uh, PR40 microphone, which is directional, so hopefully it's rejecting from the back. But you might have heard a little bit of clicking anyway. So that's where I am, using my new keyboard. And I also got a new mouse. Uh, Rocker, Rocker Tyson, Tyon. Gosh, I can't even remember. But it didn't work on my PC. It was causing my cursor to be a little erratic. And I think, actually, it's because my desk is not flat and the mouse has quite a big base. And so, I don't know. It might not have been that because I did try it with Hamish's mouse pad as well. Same thing, erratic movement. So I'm actually going to send it back. And I don't know what else I'll do. I bought an extra one for Hamish yesterday because his Logitech 502 is faulty because he hammers on his left mouse button when he's playing Geometry Dash. And so that's hopefully going away for repair under warranty. In the meantime, he didn't have a mouse. And so we got a Razer Mamba. Mamba X something. Can't remember. But it's really nice. And I tried it too. And I really liked it too. So I was like, hmm, I could use that. So what we'll do is if Hamish gets his repaired, I'll take the Razer mouse and we'll send back the... the rocker one that didn't work for me so it was a really fun day and it was good for my head just to get away from the house and away with the kids for a day and it's just a shame that, that Lorraine couldn't come too so that's my day um, I'll be back again to let you know how things go with the post office switch the The next stage is Monday when my employee has to talk to ACAS 
which is the sort of employment arm of the government, I think. And they've advised her on how basically I need to terminate her employment legally, which means giving her a settlement payment to which she has to agree. And if she does, which she said she will, then that basically means that she waives all rights to to claim against me for unfair dismissal. And that basically makes everybody satisfied, except for the fact that it's cost me money, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, it really was the only solution. So that's what we've done. And she'll be hearing, well, she heard from ACAS today. She got some paperwork through to read through. And she's got to get back onto them and give them verbal confirmation that she agrees to these terms. Thereafter, it's binding, so we can we can move on from from this week's grief, and uh, hopefully next week we'll just be stressful and not filled with horrible surprises, you know. So that will be Monday. That should go through, and then after that, it's just a case of our getting rid of the stock that we have. One of the sticking points we have is that post office actually owes us six hundred pounds from a discrepancy that we had and stupidly I didn't remember this week when I was doing my rollover that I had to settle that discrepancy centrally with the post office system. So it means basically that we've got a loss on the system of £600 and we're waiting for post office to look at the paperwork and get back to us. And so if this doesn't come back to us by the time that we finish on the 28th, after the audit on the 29th, it's going to be rather difficult to claw it back because, you know, what's post office incentive after that, right? It's a bit of a tricky one, but, you know, you're not going to hand over a post office without having any tricky things to deal with. It's just a shame that it was down to my stupid mistake on Wednesday. We'll put it down to the stress of this whole employee thing that I just forgot to do it. So, bummer. Anyway, I will leave it there for today, folks. I hope you've all had a good week. I hope you all have a great weekend. And if you would like to support me, that would be fantastic. The best thing that you can do is go into iTunes and look up this podcast and give it a five-star rating. If you feel inclined, give it a review as well. That would be really helpful. Because that's the kind of thing that helps this podcast to get in front of other people for the Apple algorithms to to spread it around and, and make it more popular. So at the moment, I've got about five listeners. So thank you to you five, whoever you are out there. And let's see if we can make it 10 and then 20. And we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye for now.